You could stand at half court and ref better than these guys. And we are back with another episode of From the Raptors. Sam and I are here recording on a Tuesday instead of a Monday this time. You know, we pushed it back a day because the Celtics had back-to-back games. And we figured there'd be more stuff to cover. And uh, I'm kind of happy we did because there were back-to-back wins, which is exactly what the Celtics needed after a three-game skid. So uh, the biggest storyline being For Jason sure. Tatum finally being back. Unfortunately, didn't get to play with Kemba. But how Jason looked to you in his return, Sam? He looked solid. Um I, I actually was taken by surprise because I didn't do the pregame, so I didn't know that Kemba wasn't playing until like I literally had the game on and I saw the starters. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "What the hell? Like, why isn't Kemba playing?" So I was bummed at that, but it, I'm glad they're resting him. You know, and they obviously didn't need him, but I, I do hope they play tomorrow night. Yeah, just so they can all get some run before the big game Saturday. You know that they could they could have lost yesterday and lose tomorrow. As long as they win Saturday, I would have been happy. So it's Spurs tomorrow and then Lakers on Saturday, correct? Yep. And then, so that's a two-game break Thursday, Friday, or is there a back-to-back? Two days, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, that's perfect. No back-to-back. That's perfect for Kemba, I feel like, to get back on his on his feet a little bit. I know it's it's annoying they didn't get to play against the Bulls, but it, it makes sense. You know, Kemba, that's some big surgery you're coming back from. He's looked great in his return, though. We can talk about Kemba's return real quick, too, because I don't think we've talked uh, since then either. Kemba looks almost the best we've ever seen him look in a Celtics uniform at this point. Would you agree? At least he's looking like the guy that he was last year, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, at the very least. That's a, a sure thing. I think he's been really good. He's taking good shots. He's not forcing things. He He's not really making the offense stall. Like There wasn't a possibility that he could because they had to figure out how to work him back in. Mm-hmm. You know, Jalen Brown's been excellent too. He's been able to play alongside Kemba very well. Very encouraging week, even though, you know, despite the losses. Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah, for sure. I mean, coming back with back-to-back wins against the Bulls and uh, why am I blanking? Who did they beat before the Bulls? <laughs> they beat, oh my God, they beat. I'm um, blanking. Uh... I've got nothing. Don't 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 look it up. I mean, <clears throat> I've got nothing. I want to figure it out. No, yeah, I mean, it's not the match. Now I'm really pissed. Yeah, they, no, they beat Cleveland. Cleveland, you're right. Yes, they beat Cleveland and then the Bulls. Two back to back wins. Jalen Brown set an NBA record, uh, 33 points in 19 minutes. That's the most ever scored in that little time played in the game. Uh, I saw Keith Smith tweet that out, and a bunch of people were in his mention saying, oh, Clay Thompson did this in a quarter. And Keith was like, no, but he played more than 20 minutes that game. Not the same thing, and it, it, I don't. It was I don't think. It, I see. I think those people have a good point. I mean, really, he scored thirty-seven points in a twelve-minute span. So yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah. It's so. it's more impressive, and I think it is. Nobody's yeah. arguing that. So I do understand where they're coming from. I do see the argument, but they were just like coming at Keith for no fucking reason. When the, the point of the tweet was that Jalen Brown is really good, and uh, they just decided to you know go off on Keith for no reason. Um, but anyways, the big three coming together, you mentioned, hopefully, tomorrow against the Spurs instead of against the Lakers for the first time. How do you see them fitting? Do you think Kemba's going to have a fine time stepping back into that tertiary role? Or <laughs> Yeah, I think happen? I think it's going to be perfect, to be honest with you, because it's going to take a lot of pressure off Brown and Tatum and Kemba, because Kemba's not going to have as much of uh, expectations, if you will, after returning from his injury. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to have to carry the brunt of the offense he's just gonna be able to let the game come to him and it's gonna open things up for brown and tatum because one they're gonna have kemba on the floor and it's gonna make it so they can't key on them and it's gonna make the offense stall less because you're probably going to have at least two of those three on the floor at all times yeah which is huge because up to now in the season brad's been making sure at least one of them's on the floor and so to have at least two of them on the floor and at the very bare minimum one of them at all times, no matter what, will be great because th- there have been times where we've seen lineups of like last night against the Bulls, we saw some weird lineups. Granted, the Celtics were winning by a lot, but we saw like a Jeff Teague, 
Uh, you know what's stuff. really weird yeah. is how Grant will just sit the whole game and then play in the yeah. fourth quarter and like play big minutes. Yeah, I, I don't man get that was either. Doing nothing the whole game, man. Like he drilled a three to stop Chicago's little comeback yeah. effort. Mm-hmm. And if we want to talk about that real quick, I'm actually like really proud of the Celtics because it's two games now that they've controlled the game from most of it, and yeah, they yeah. didn't really let the team back in. Which Chicago is great. got a little bit close, but it was never really in doubt, which is really great because that was a problem they've had forever. And we're starting to see it get solved a little bit. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. And when they did start to mount that comeback, the Celtics kind of nipped it in the bud, which is exactly what they haven't been able to do, like you said in the past. But I had Grant Williams on my list of topics, but we can we can talk about that now. Is he, I, you know, Evan, Evan, uh, from Guy Sports Boston, F Guy Sports or F Guy Boston, I first think is his Twitter handle. Uh, a noted Shout out to Grant, Evan. He, yeah. He was recognized <clears throat> by, by Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. That's last huge. Night. That's huge. Evan also a noted Grant hater. Uh, I went in his comments to defend my boy because I'm obviously, I love Grant Williams. He's my guy. My fantasy team name is Gotta Love Grant because you just gotta love Grant. But, Grant's been not looking too great lately. Him and Tristan Thompson are dropping passes. They're, you know, having lapses on defense. Grant's getting a lot of fouls yeah, on Trist- offense. Tristan has been great, mm-hmm. but which sucks. Do you, do you think this is just a rough patch for Grant? Yes. Or, I, mean, I think it's a rough patch for both of them. I don't mm-hmm. think they're both going to suck or anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's just not what they are. They're not bad players at I, all. I know, but they, they've been winning with Grant out of the rotation, which is what concerns me because I feel like Brad Stevens is willing to do whatever it takes to win, which means Grant Williams could low-key be getting less and less minutes, which is, I don't know, which I don't love because I love Grant, but what, what do you think the about The team's that? winning. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care who it is. Uh, they yeah. play Neesmith and Edwards for 40 minutes and they win every game, then that's fine. Also something I wanted to talk about, Carson we'll Edwards. Yeah, we will get there. <laughs> we will get there. But um, no, I, I like Grant. I think him and Shemi Ojale are very similar players, and we saw that last season. And coming yeah. into this year, I think a lot of people saw Shemi as extremely expendable, almost not even getting a contract uh, this offseason because of Grant Williams. But he came back. Shemi Ojale, I would say, is playing better than Grant this season. Uh, it's probably well, yeah, close. Yeah, he's shooting... But- I think at least 35% from three off the top of my head. I can do some stats checking, but no, yeah, Grant, I mean, Shemi Ojale has been nothing short of one of, like, is he the best player off the Celtics bench? What do you think? Outside of Peyton Pritchard, obviously, he was hurt right now. No, I think Robert Williams might be the best. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Shemi Ojale, I will say, is probably been the most consistent, though, obviously, to no fault of Rob, because he has been hurt, but... Consistently playing a role, I Exactly, say. yeah. Because... I don't know if he's been super consistent. There have been games where he's been off, but he's been consistent in terms of being able to Mm -hmm. contribute. Oh, yeah. Not only is he shooting 36.4% from three, but he's taking three a game, which is just so much more than he's ever taken before. Uh, Before that, his most was 1.8 last year. He's taking 2.9 this year, which is a huge jump for a guy like Shemi. So props to him for being able to do really well in that role and he's better at making decisions too i know we've talked about chevy a lot on this podcast but the way he kind of drives and does all these little spin moves and shit it's it's nothing like we thought he would be uh his first season in boston so i I really like the way he's evolved as a player you know he can drive now he can you know pass he's been making a lot of better passes and uh, the whole celtics team has been a lot better at passing jason tatum particularly i'll talk about that too that little play at the end of the half, was it? Maybe it was at the end of one of the quarters, right? He he drove. They brought him in the game to get a bucket. He drove and he dumped it off to Tice. That's not a pass we'd see Jason Tatum making last year, right? So really improved playmaking from Tatum. Do you, do you see him as a guy that can average, you know, seven assists maybe? Or do you think it's just, you know, he can make the pass if he needs to and it's, it's, it's fine? Do you, or do you see him as a primary playmaker? Um. A primary playmaker? I mean, realistically. Like, yeah, come on. You've seen some of the passes no. he's making, dude. If he's going to be the primary... A primary playmaker. No, okay. Not 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 primary in the sense that he's going to look to pass over scoring. I mean, like, on the team, one of the guys who can make that pass. Like, sure. On the team is what I mean. Not 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 a pass-first player, but a primary playmaker on the team is what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, could, I could see that. I phrased that badly. <laughs> that, yeah, that's not could. what I meant. <laughs> I just meant since, you know, Jason Tatum's obviously going to have the ball in his hands, like, more than any other player, I'd argue. So, if he can 
make those passes, it's going to open up the floor for the Celtics a lot. And so that'd be huge for the team. And we, we saw a glimpse of it last night in the bubble specifically too. He, he was great passing the ball. He had nine assists a few games, I think, which was, which was huge. But, um, he had the one game with like 12 and yeah, no turnovers, which was wild. Cause I mean, Jason Tatum before that was just a pure score, which is fine. You know, he was great. He's an all-star, but uh, adding that element to his game was huge. But, um, Jalen Brown too, shout out just just because he's fucking amazing, right? Like most consistent player since the beginning of last season. I'll I'll even argue, like holy shit, that that ever since he got that contract, he was like, all right, well, time to prove to everybody that I should have gotten a max, right? Because there were so uh, many people that Jalen Brown or Jalen. I'm sorry, Jalen, Jalen. Yeah, Jalen's been excellent. <laughs> it, it's it's wild, right? Like. I mean, even I could admit, like, I've been a Jalen Brown, you know, I've loved Jalen Brown ever since he got the contract. I thought he deserved it. But I I, I don't even think I would have guessed he would be averaging, like, 28 or whatever points he's averaging this season. That's just, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing seeing the Jays play like that. (laughs) Um. But yeah, you br- you brought up Tristan Thompson uh, when we were talking about Grant Williams having a little bit of a rough patch right now. So it begs the question. I wrote an article about this. It's going to come out later today. Who's the best center in Boston right now? Probably Tice. Mm-hmm. Tice has been balling out. He's had like fifteen plus in two of the last three. Actually, I don't know if he had a lot. That's no, a, he only no, had that's seven right. against That's right, though. Fifteen plus in two of the last yeah. three, though, is right. So. Yeah, he's been excellent. He's been making his threes. This is the guy that was. Uh, promising his rookie year that he could make threes before he hurt his knee. I know, like, a lot of people don't, like, mention that. Like, he was, like, anything his rookie year because that team was stacked, but he was he was decent. No, yeah, I mean, Tice in the pick and roll, too, especially since Kemba came back, has been absolutely amazing for the Celtics. He's making his shots, and that mid-range jump shot, man, that's beautiful. Like, the three's there, and he can make it, but that mid-range jump shot is money every time. Yeah, anywhere from, like... T- I don't know what the measurements are, but like, you know, right around the paint, you know, what's going in. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And, um, his defense too. I feel like a lot of people underrate his defense cause he fouls so much, but fun fact, Daniel Tice and Tristan Thompson, uh, have very similar foul numbers this season. Tice has fouled 39 times. Thompson's fouled 38. So it's not like the war on Tice is any worse than the war on Tristan Thompson, even though it does seem like that, which is a, a weird stat. Yeah. <laughs> war on the Celtics is right. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, specifically against Joel Embiid, Daniel Tice just did a much better job than Tristan Thompson, which is weird because I feel like that's why they brought Tristan Thompson in, right? Like to guard guys like that. Right. So, uh, I don't know. It just, maybe, maybe it was Tice does a better job of going lateral instead of forward. Thompson's too aggressive. I don't know. What do you see the difference in their defense being that made it Daniel Tice so much more effective against Embiid? Probably experience, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had to guard him in the playoffs for four straight games last year, so that's a big deal. Um, I think Tice is maybe a little bit more athletic than Thompson, too. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, better – I don't know. And I think Embiid has to work harder on the defensive end when Tice is on the floor as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thompson's been struggling offensively. What's that about? He can't, he can't catch, man. He's dropping everything. Is it just a slump? Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> He's always been a good hands guy, too. Mm-hmm. Like that's It's very weird. Very weird to see. Um, speaking about the bench a little bit, Robert Williams has been great. He played a little bit more in the Chicago game after not getting a lot of minutes upon his return. It, it, it becomes a question now because we've talked all throughout the year. You know, Tice is expendable. His contract's up. We can trade him at the deadline. But now that Thompson's struggling, you know, and Tice is playing so well, I feel like a lot of Celtics fans, including myself, feel like, okay, maybe bring Tice back. Is Thompson the one that's expendable? And it's going to keep flip-flopping, obviously. They're both good players, and they both can have off nights, and both can have really good nights. I feel like Robert Williams is the only one who's solidified himself as at least the bench center because of his age. Do you, do you see the Celtics bringing them both back next year, or do you think Danny should definitely look to trade one at the deadline? Thompson and Tice? Yeah, one of um, them at least. Well, Thompson's on the two-year. I don't know if it's an option. Tice expires. I don't know. I, I like, I've always kind of liked Tice, even though I've said he's expendable because he kind of was. Yeah. Going into the season, you really thought Thompson would become that guy, and Tice and Williams would be 
trying to compete for bench minutes, but I mean, Tice has kind of solidified himself with his outside shooting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been really consistent. I don't know what the numbers are exactly. 32% and they might not be all three. that hot. 32% mm-hmm. from three? I believe so, yeah. Lately, it's been much better. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. It And if he continues this play also, I, I think the two big lineup might start to work. No, yeah, I mean, it, it worked against better. the Bulls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Tyson is last... excellent or anything, but... In his last five, six, seven, eight, nine threes, he is five for nine. So he definitely has been shooting really well from deep this season. And he was shooting rough to start the year. He was two for his first eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So two for 14, and then since then he's been on fire. So Tice shooting the ball has definitely improved. And, you know, that that element has never been a part of Thompson's game. I don't think it ever will be. That's fine. He plays a different role, so... Uh, I, I'm sure Thompson will bounce back, bounce back. It's just a little bit of a rough patch, but um, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, when the deadline comes around. Tristan Thompson, not a player option or team option, it's just straight two-year deal too. So he, he's on the books for next year unless the Celtics decide to trade him. So um, what do you see Tice's value on the open market? That's that's an interesting question. If he does hit free agency, the Celtics don't trade him and they don't look to bring him back. How much do you think he'd get from a different team? See, I don't know, man, um, because who are we talking about? And they were like, well, he, like, because I was bringing that up. I was like, yeah, like Tice, like he's going to get money from somebody. But like realistically, like how much is he actually going to get paid? Like they said like know. five to ten million. I think so. Like, yeah, might probably. be it for him. It sounds about right. So who, who knows, man? I don't know. It's a, it's a tough call. Mm-hmm. He makes I always five cop right out now. of answers like this, but I really don't know anything about that. No, yeah. I mean, he makes five right now. I feel like five to ten is about the right range. I feel like the right team could give him 11 or 12 uh, if they had the money and they needed a center. What team that is, I don't know. Maybe Atlanta for a backup big. I think. Th- Are they going to pay that much for a backup, though? I mean, if they're trying to compete, yeah, their backup right now is nothing special, so. Uh, they need something there. Clint Capella can't be the end-all, be-all for Atlanta. But I don't know, man. Like you said, it, it'll have to wait and see. I hope the Celtics bring him back. He's been so great for the Celtics. He He's a little bit undersized, but he plays really solid defense. He's solid defending the rim. The fouls will be there. They'll always be there, but I don't know. He's just He's a great, solid player. He can shoot a little bit. He can do a little bit of everything, and he is not afraid to face contact either. He's a tough. He's a tough dude, which is something I think right. Boston loves. <clears throat> um, you mentioned before we started the show, you want to talk a little bit about the bench and everything else I have oh, yes. have on my agenda has to do with the bench. So I'll let you lead the conversation, I suppose. What do you want to talk about first with the Celtics bench? Yeah, so I guess we'll start off on a light note. I mm-hmm. tweeted this today: Carson Edwards absolutely on fire ever since he retweeted some porn. <laughs> you're gonna say that and it's it's true though it really <laughs> yeah. is yeah i mean the, the correlation i made was ever since he grew out his hair a little bit but i mean hey uh, you're not wrong either <laughs> you are not wrong i mean but yeah so he he's been really good these last two games and that that's a good sign because pritchard is out and we obviously love him so much but he's I mean, he came off the bench before Teague did yesterday. Yeah, and I mean, he did great. He played great right in those minutes. And so the question yeah. is, would you rather have Carson over Teague at this point? Dude, I would take like anyone over Teague. Teague's been pissing me off, man. Yeah, yeah. Right. Ever since we had that show with Adam, I'm really starting to see how often he doesn't pass. And mm-hmm. it's it's like watching Wanamaker again. Oh, man, that's the ultimate comparison. I hadn't heard that one yet, but I see it. I definitely see it. He just never rewards just like, the big man. Never. It's really not that hard to pass, dude. He hasn't been yeah. making anything on his drives. Mm-hmm. I think what is he shooting from two this season? I know it's I know it's horrendous. Let me let me let me do a little research right here. I'm pretty sure last time I talked to somebody, I think I was talking to KJ on the pregame show. Uh, he mentioned how poorly he was shooting from three. He's shooting twenty nine percent from two this season. So, <laughs> and 40, 43.5% from the field, uh, from three, which averages out to 33% from the field. So when Teague drives, it's not, not, not great for the Celtics. Just stand in the corner, make it three point shots. That's what the Celtics should be asking him to do. 
But with Peyton Pritchard out, there's not a guy to handle the ball. And so maybe that is Carson Edwards. And Carson's played great. He's aggressive, which I think is the best thing for him. Um, he's not. Uh, he's ma- good at getting out in transition, too, <laughs> which helps his cause. Yeah, him and Javante have been great in that role, which is, I think, why yeah. Javante got, gets a lot of minutes. So it's probably going to be why Carson gets some minutes. Um, and he hustles, too. Even defensively, he's not great. We know undersized guys usually aren't, but uh, he looks not like a liability, which is, I think, all you could really ask uh, for a guy like Carson <laughs> on defense. <clears throat> but no, yeah, I mean, from the field this season, he's shooting 30.8% from three, which isn't great. But last year from the field, he shot 33%. This year, he's shooting 48%. So massive jump there. So he's shooting a lot better uh, when he drives. And he's averaging six points a game when he plays. So. If you can get that off the bench at the very least while uh, Pritchard's out, that's huge. I don't even know if that's when he plays. I think that's just overall because, like, there's a lot of DNPs and, you know, he has zero. So, no, yeah, yeah, it's six points. And he's in, had a couple good games here. No, yeah, they only average it out for um, the games they play, though. So six games, six points per game. Um, really? Yeah, that's yeah. Weird. That's how it's worked. I mean, I, it, guess, I guess that's about right because yeah. there have been some games where he was ass. Yeah, if you don't play, then, I mean, you can't really count that game for minutes, but. So we'll move on. Uh, yeah. Neesmith, yeah, excellent yeah. these last two games. And I think that's what everybody's been waiting for. And that's a huge boost for the Celtics off the bench. That's a guy that's knocked mm-hmm. down. He finally figured it out these last couple days. He's I don't know what his stats over the last two games mm-hmm. are. He's probably shooting at least I gotcha. uh, like 50% from deep over these last two games, at least. No, which yeah. is great because I'm glad he's seeing the ball go through. It takes, takes uh, some time shots to go in to get confident and that's what it takes to score 100 percent. and i mean I, I got his stats right here i'm getting it up uh three for five in both the last two games so six for ten 60 yeah 60 yeah. percent from three <clears throat> great games Good for him great games from aaron Smith and something else he looks like mini shemmy ojale out there i mean the dude is is jacked right like if he can get in the weight room with shemmy a little bit he can be a strong motherfucker well one thing i really like about Smith is he plays hard oh yeah He's always hustling, crashing the glass, you name it, he's doing it. Even aside from, you know, he is a shooter, but aside from that, he's still playing his ass off out there anytime he's on the floor. Mm -hmm. And he's starting to figure out the defensive rotations a little bit better too. Like obviously, like you said, he hustles, but at the start of the season, he was getting lost. He was getting beat to the rim. Uh, Guys could score on him pretty easily, but these past couple games, he's shown the ability to just get in front of guys and play really solid defense, which is exactly what the Celtics need him to do. And uh, above all, he's a great rebounder is where I've seen him shine. Like even earlier in the season, he's really, really good rebounding the ball, which is huge for the Celtics because they've always struggled in that area a little bit. But um, right. especially off the bench, because I've always emphasized this this season. They don't have a lot of wings, especially with Romeo out. So if Aaron Neesmith can be a rotational guy, that's just one more wing they have to play in the rotation. And I, I really hope Brad keeps this up. He played 16 minutes last game, or two games ago, and almost 19 this past game. So if he can get around And he's playing minutes, meaningful minutes. Exactly. Exactly. He has potentially more than just a shooter. I mean, look look at the way he's able to dribble and drive. He does a good job at like making moves to the basket. He might not be finishing just yet, but... It's a learning experience, and I think we're starting to see a little bit of the Brad Stevens process. You know, he sits out, watches for a bit, right? Then he gets filtered into lineups a little bit more, gets some more responsibility. I think that's what you – know, it's ideal. That's what you're seeing. No, oh, yeah. I mean, in his shot, I mean, the reason the Celtics drafted him, it's beautiful. Like, it's such a clean jump shot. And yeah, I, I know he's you got said, a good release. And I know you said he has potential to be more, and I'm just talking about his shooting, but I just wanted to acknowledge no. it. <laughs> <laughs> he he's been he looks good every time he shoots mm-hmm. and i think he does have the yips a little bit cuz i mean the man's airballing every once in a while and that <laughs> just doesn't seem like it's in character for somebody like him but yeah he has the potential to be a good player and i think we're going to see more and more of that as the season goes i think he's going to get an increased role and i'm excited for that i want to see him progress he is going to hopefully be an impactful player off the bench for this team. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, he has been airballing a little bit, but the important thing to note over the past couple games is when he has airballed, which I think he did in both of the games, he just got right back and made another one. Like it, he didn't let it affect him, which is huge, especially for a rookie. Cause I, I have to imagine 
it, it sucks for him a little bit to get drafted so high in the draft and not get minutes. So he, he's obviously working pretty hard to earn those minutes uh, in Brad Stevens' system, which is never easy. I can't imagine that's an easy He's task. in good company, though. I mean, he's got Jalen Brown there, who was the third pick in the draft and barely played. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm sure he's getting some motivation there. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, hopefully he can stay in the rotation and Brad sees that he is working hard enough and playing well. Speaking of the bench, Shemi and Javante Green, uh, Semi-Oshley and Javante Green, are both rotational pieces this year getting big-time minutes. H- how do you feel about that? I mean, obviously, I know I you think Javante winning, has been great in terms of playing defense on shooters. He is fast mm-hmm. enough to keep up with just about anybody, and I think that's why we're seeing him on the floor more and more. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, And he's he's been – he made a couple threes yesterday. I think he made more than one. I can fact check you on that, but yeah, continue. He, I don't know, he's he's coming along well, and his athleticism makes it so he can be a contributor off the bench. The The bench unit, as much as people will complain, and, you know, as they should at times, it's got, it's, it's going to be a process of getting there over the season. That's why they've got 72 games before they really start to need to execute, you know? Mm-hmm. No, he shot two of three from deep yesterday after yeah. only making one for the rest of the season. So that's that's big for him. But the fast break and Javante Green go together like fucking, I don't even know. I don't have a good analogy on hand, but he, he him on the yeah, fast I break Yeah, I almost feel scary. like people don't know about him on the fast break. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, like yeah. They just don't know what's about to hit him. No, yeah, it's huge. I mean, he's so athletic. It's fucking, it's ridiculous. Like, the way he can get up is insane. Uh, he's super quick, too. His, his first step, his, or his acceleration and rating in 2K has to be, like, 99. <laughs> that that shit's absurd. Like, the, the, the dunk off the three-point line in the corner he had a few games ago, he just yeah. caught the ball and just accelerated around uh, the defender. He, he He's an athletic freak. Uh, and then Shemi Ojale too. Obviously, we've talked about him a lot this year, but he's been he's been great. And even when he doesn't make his threes, I think he can make an impact this season, which is something we couldn't really say last year because he can drive, he can facilitate a little bit now at the very least, and he's still that defender. So um, I, I'd love to see him back. Um, do you see them giving him an extension at all, or do you think it, it it's eh, it's maybe? It depends. It's such a cop out, but it really depends on the rest of the season. If he keeps it up, I think so because maybe not an extension, but he's going to get signed back because he's able to make an impact play off the bench be a role player on this team even a spot starter if they need him to be Mm -hmm. and I think a big thing with the Celtics that hasn't really been a thing in the past few years I really want to see them establish some sort of consistency on the roster which is it's tough I know when you want to add more pieces and win a championship but if you think about the last four years it hasn't mattered because the Celtics have been back to the ECF like three times, but there's been really no consistency on the roster outside of the Jays and Shemi Oshley, I guess, at this point, right? Yeah, they could be getting, you mentioned the Eastern Conference Finals, but they could be getting further than that if they had more consistency. And exactly. I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah, exactly. And like, I know they didn't mean to lose out Horford. They could have kept him if he had known Kemba was coming. There was all that rumor, but he if left. If Horford was on this team last year, they would have at least made the finals. Yeah, I, I they could have so won. I think so too. He would have been huge, especially guarding. Like Bale. the Lakers are absolutely a good team, but the Celtics just match up really well with a lot of good teams in this league. Mm-hmm. And I think they could have given them a good run, better than Miami, of course. And Miami took two games off them, so yeah. I mean, that was that was huge. I know. I know you don't like. Do you not like Miami, or do you not mind them? I don't have a massive problem with Miami. I I don't I don't Care. hate them. Yeah. I'm indifferent. I don't like Tyler Hero. I think he's really okay. cocky. Yeah, I mean, but that's his whole thing. Aside from that, I mean, I like Jimmy Butler. I that's think he'd I be, ask, yeah. honestly, I think Jimmy Butler would be an excellent Celtic. But um, Him and Embiid, great Celtics. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, Embiid would be so good, man. <laughs> Imagine, dude. Imagine <sighs> the the Jays and Embiid. That'd be fucking unstoppable, right? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, Shemi and Javante both been really good. Um, I, I don't know if they could get extensions. I feel like Shemi was more likely to over Javante just because he has that shooting. Uh, or your sign back extensions, whatever you want to call it. it, it call it sign back because I don't think extensions is the right term. I, I know Shemi can get an extension because he's Tatum's draft class. So I know he would be eligible for one. Javante, though, you're right, is sign back, not extension. Um, outside of that, 
I wanted to talk about how well do you think Romeo Langford will fit into this bench when he comes back? Because obviously they're having guys establish roles. Neesmith's playing better. Carson's playing better. Shemi and Javante both playing well. What minutes does he take away? Because KJ on the pregame show the other day mentioned, I don't really know if he will fit or where he would fit in because there are so many guys playing really well. And obviously, Shemi in the future? Yeah. Like when Romeo, Romeo Langford, Romeo Langford comes back, whose minutes will he take? He's probably going to take a little bit from everybody. I think they're going to ease him in. It's not going to be an all-at-once thing. He's not someone that has had a massive role throughout his career. So he's going to have, he's going to be like kind of, I don't know what the word is, but he's going to be eased into the lineup. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. I feel like they'd mostly come from Javante because while you do want that fast break in defense, I think, you know, Romeo Langford's defense is solid enough where you can make up for that aspect. And then other guys can run in the fast break. It's it's not like Javante Green. Speaking, speaking of Romeo, everything I've heard about him is it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while before he's back. Which I don't sucks. know if you. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, too. I've heard that. Like on the broadcast, they say that. I don't know what the update was, but that's what everyone's saying. And now a quick word from our sponsor, um, which, which sucks because you do want him back as soon as possible. But I mean, I obviously don't want him coming back sooner than he can. So he doesn't have to either. And I I like that. I like that the team's doing that. It's a good look Mm -hmm. and it's going to ensure that your players are healthy. Just look at Kemba. He's played three games for so far, but like, I mean, he's, he looks fine. Mm -hmm. He doesn't look like he was rushed back. He doesn't look like he is uncomfortable. He said he feels like no pain when he's playing. He's able to do all the things he's used to doing. That's a testament to the depth of this team. And their willingness to let him take his time to come back. Exactly. And and I think what you're getting at is hopefully they can do the same with Romeo. And it gives them the ability to, which is great. Uh, we brought this up earlier in the show a little bit. Um, Carson Edwards, Peyton Pritchard, Jeff Teague. Who's the odd man out there? Is it Teague at this point? Is, is, I feel like it's Teague's the odd man out even when one of them isn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's been rough. And I'm sorry to Jeff Teague because... He really hasn't gotten a fair shake from fans just because he hasn't been here for very long and he hasn't played great in the time he's been here. Mm-hmm. But at this point, everybody else is playing so well that you can't even have him in the game. Like, there's no reason to. So you're saying Brad should just bench I, him at this point? Yeah. I mean, every time he's out there, I think to myself, why is he out there instead of Carson or Pr- uh, well Pritchard? Usually it's Pritchard. But yeah. In, in the current situation, it's why is he out there instead of Carson Edwards? Would you play Tremont Waters he, he over? He doesn't add anything. It's <laughs> yeah. not like he's a playmaking guy. Yeah, which is weird because he, he's been a great passer over the course of his career. He has a lot of assists on the season, so it's weird to see him not pass to these guys uh, in a lot of these situations in Boston. So it confuses me because he averaged like eight assists in Minnesota last year. So you'd think he'd be a better passer than what he is right now on the Celtics. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Um. Teague or Tremont Waters, then? I'll, I'll ask you that question. Uh, it's I don't weird. know. I, I love play. Tremont Waters, but, I mean, it's clear that he's not going to yeah. get much opportunity. Which is unfortunate. They've just got so many guys ahead of him, and he's undersized. And he hasn't – I mean, when he's been out there this year, they've, like, let the teams back into the game in garbage time. Yeah. Especially the Toronto game. It's yeah. not a good look. And he started that but, game, too, right? Know, I think he started that game. Yeah, I, I do love Tremont Waters, though. Yeah, just unfortunate he's not going to get a lot of minutes. So It is what it is. Ho- hopefully he can find a chance in the league. I don't know if it's with the Celtics because they do have that depth, but ho- hopefully he gets a chance somewhere else if he doesn't come back next season. <clears throat> um, So obviously against the Spurs, we're hopefully going to see Kemba, Jalen, and Jason play together. What do you see that starting lineup looking like? Does he run out? Does Brad run out double bigs? Or is it one big and Marcus Smart? What What's the wave there? And what do you think? Give me your like best option in your opinion, and then give me what do you think Brad will do? Oh, the starting lineup? Okay. Yeah. So I think it's really a matchup thing because mm-hmm. there are certain games where the double big lineup isn't the worst idea. It just doesn't work all the time. Yeah, And especially when Tice is playing well like he is, I also think it's a pretty decent idea. But I I think – I don't hate the double big lineup because I do like Marcus off the bench as well. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. So I, I would say Double Big is what I like and what Brad likes. And it's a weird take for me to say I like the Double Big lineup, but just the alternatives, they don't make a lot of sense for the rotations. Mm-hmm. I mean, we it have seen not make Tice sense. off the bench a few times this season, so I don't know. It's weird. I, I might, like my, my own opinion, I might go smart and then run uh, Thompson off the bench. I'd start Tice over Thompson at this point, and I think that lineup worked very well last year and has a lot of experience together. You know, Kemba Smart, the Jays, and Tice. I agree. So The only thing I say is like, all right, well, now you're taking minutes away from Time Lord. I mean, Tice has been running with Time Lord a lot, so and that that's where which is fine. Line. Yeah, so I mean, that could even be your starting lineup if you want, because yeah. you've got Tice who can stretch the floor, and Time Lord can be the inside guy. Time Lord's so good this season too. He's so athletic, man. It's ridiculous. I love to yeah. see it. I love to see it from Time Lord. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all the topics I have specifically about the Celtics and their upcoming games. I know there's something you wanted to bring up that you have to preface a little bit. So if you want to do that. I'll let you I'll let you go ahead and preface that. <laughs> yeah, so um I was not around last night to the pregame show. If you watched the pregame show and noticed I wasn't there, that's uh something because you know I, I don't really matter. But uh I was not in the pregame because I went to my friends to watch the game yesterday. And to preface what we're about to talk about. There is no negative connotation <laughs> towards what we are investigating at all. In fact, I'm jealous of those that are of that, but that's Jesus. another story. Um, so my friend has a friend, which this is going to be a friend of a friend of a friend yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. But his friend has a friend that is apparently is or was Deuce's babysitter. So this friend of my friend Thomas's was at Tatum's apartment and apparently Jalen Brown was there and she tried to like go on to Jalen Brown and he kind of rejected her. And then one of my friends said, I heard a rumor or or something along these lines that Jalen Brown was gay. And I was like, no way. I, I just can't see it. He seems he doesn't seem like he's got the part. But this led to the conversation at this gathering of what NBA players we think could be gay. Mm-hmm. And the only openly gay NBA player was Jason Collins. Was that his name? Jason Collins. Mm-hmm. For, former Celtic. Yeah. I uh, believe. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise Celtics, me. A woke organization. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they're out there. I mean, obviously, like you said, there's nothing wrong Someone with it. Someone said just a Russell of... Westbrook was one that they could see. No. He's so married. Fashion. He's married. <laughs> Gay guys married. Yeah, but he's like married with children. I don't. I don't think that's that's a that's a real one there. I mean, I, I said Kuzma's one I could see. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, of course, White Howard is there. Yeah, for obvious. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I feel like uh, Dwight Howard is a maybe. I, I feel like if it was going to be one of you, I said these I said Tyler guys. Hero just because no, the way he the way he's over the top. No, yeah. Um, I feel like if it was to be one, it'd be one of the younger guys, though, for sure. Yeah, I think it's probably more acceptable in their generation to be gay, too. Mm-hmm. Who else we got? We've got... I have no idea. Um, I, I generally... I had no idea when you asked me this question. Oh, man, Jack, you're killing me. I mean, I, it's not something I think about on a daily basis, so I don't really have anything to go <laughs> off of. Um, um, I, on the Celtics specifically, I can't really think of anybody... Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Jalen Brown was. I mean, like you said, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, I don't know. If there's anybody, Absolutely I feel like nothing he's... nothing wrong with it. It's not what we're talking about. It was just something that was like, wow, like, I never think about this. It would yeah. be interesting for the podcast. Please do not get upset by listening to this. <laughs> um, Please don't. No, yeah, it's I, not what we're trying to do. Yeah, no. I don't know, man. Um, I'm trying to think of players around the league that could potentially... You know, it is not something you think about. You know what? We'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I didn't really have any other topics. Uh. To bring up, was there anything you wanted to bring up specifically, or do you want to move on to something else that I had? I mean, it, it's not. Oh, a Celtics you have something yeah. else. Let's go. Well, oh, are we doing um overrated, underrated again? Yes, sir. That's what I was going to bring up. Oh, lovely. Pumped. All right. Yeah, that's cool. So we did most of the big name players. Uh, I had last week. So. I figured I'd do some, you know, current day players, 
you know, some all stars, right. some, some people nowadays. So we'll start off with Devin Booker. Overrated or underrated? Extremely overrated. Really? That's a hot take. Always overrated. Never done anything. Never won. They went 8-0 in the bubble last year. I know you're probably mm-hmm. going to say that. But this year is going to be where we see. He's probably going to get to play in the playoffs. We're going to see if he's legit. But, I mean, he's really he's been in the league for, what, five years now? He hasn't made the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, Have he's had, had a good team? shit no. organization. I mean, they've had Aiton with him for the last couple years. Yeah. which They've had a solid cast around him for a couple years now, and they haven't made the playoffs. Mm, it's a tough look. I'm not saying they're a world class team where they should be steamrolling teams and he's got all these elite dudes around him, but he's just he hasn't done anything yet, in my opinion. He hasn't he hasn't won. He hasn't had any success at all, other than scoring a lot of points every once in a while. I mean, he scored seventy against the Celtics, which was quite impressive, but they lost, so it didn't matter. Well it was impressive. And if we want to talk about that he was getting his stats absolutely boosted like Frank at the end of a rack <laughs> by the free throws at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. 70 points is still 70 points, but I see your, your argument there. Um, another shooting guard. I have a few of these Donovan Mitchell has been in the playoffs. So I think he's appropriately rated. I think he's a solid player. I think he does a lot of things to help his team win. And he has big performances when it matters. Mm-hmm. Didn't deserve this lander from Shaq. You're saying, that was uncalled for. Shaq, Shaq has turned heel. <laughs> Shaq's out of pocket lately. It's kind of ridiculous. But uh, uh, n- next guy, Bradley Beal, another shooting guard. Tough one. <sighs> tough one. This is a tough one for me because they haven't been winning these last couple of years, and people have been really gassing him up because he's averaging a lot of points because he's the only guy on the team. I mean, I think he's a solid player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's just I don't. I don't know. I don't. Is he someone that you trade pieces like that are significant from your organization for? If if I'm me, the way I feel about trades, probably not. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you wouldn't make a blockbuster deal to get him on the Celtics? Probably not, no. You already know what you have. There's no need to shake things up there. I haven't answered your question yet. I think he's probably <laughs> appropriately rated, but I think yeah. people have been gassing him up a little bit too much over these last couple of years because the team hasn't had any success. I got you. No, yeah, that makes sense. You're you're a big guy about winning, so uh, that's I what think I, I think winning is important, and I know a lot of winning is the cast you have around you. But I don't know. I don't think I don't think it's an excuse not to be able to win. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that makes sense. I got you. All right, Paul George. Paul George, probably appropriately rated. He was really he might even be underrated to be honest with you because really? people have been shitting on him since last year. Interesting. I don't think he's like elite or anything, but like he's probably appropriately rated. He he was really good at the beginning of his career in Indiana. He gave those Heat teams a hard time in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got and you. I, that oh. makes sense. He wasn't great. And obviously, he had his struggles in the playoffs last season, so a lot of people you know got down on him. Endemic but P. Yeah, he's been great this season. So bounce back year is huge for him. All right, Kevin Durant. Oh, Katie is appropriately rated. He's a beast. Really? I, I even think we talked about this last time. Maybe. All time, I don't think he might be. I don't know. He's so – he's really good, though. Mm-hmm. He's really, really good. It, it's hard. I don't agree with the people that think he's better than Bird because I just think Bird was so unreal. And I don't think he gets enough credit because he's not athletic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think Katie is really a great player. Despite, actually, I think he might even be underrated because people really don't like that he went to play for the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. So underrated people, then for people KD? discount his winning from that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a testament to him being a great player that he's able to fit in and on that team. that team. Yeah, mm-hmm. instead of making it an issue, because there are times where things like that happen and it does become an issue. Like the Brooklyn Nets, maybe this year are not playing oh, amazing. We'll see that. I mean, they yeah, haven't I mean, been playing great. Their defense is terrible. It's so bad, dude. I don't know if you see it. They haven't I won think, a game by a lot yet. Like, they're always close. So I just think he's a, he's an exceptional talent, of course. And he's someone that when you watch him play against the Celtics, for example, you know he's so dangerous and can take over the game like nothing. No, yeah. And speaking of the Nets, I mean, like I said, all of their games have been close. They dropped two to the Cavaliers. 
they only lost by they only won by four against the Heat, and then they won by thirteen, so it's better. But the Heat that Heat team didn't have Jimmy Butler playing, so it's not great. But they got Jimmy the Hawks. Butler hasn't been that great this year, anyways. Yeah, he's still. Except for when Butler, they played though. the Celtics, he was phenomenal. <laughs> of course, but they got the the Clippers coming up soon, so that should be a good test for the uh, in a week. I think a week I from agree. now. That should be a good test for the Nets. But we're going to go on a little spree with the Warriors team there. We'll go Steph Curry. I don't know if I brought this up last week. but Steph Curry's underrated. People like to shit on Curry all the time. He's a beast. Mm, interesting. I love up. Curry. Oh, you like Curry because he beat LeBron, I was going to say. I knew that. I knew that. That makes sense. Um, I love Curry. <laughs> he, he's so good. He's going to be the all-time three-point leader by the time he's done. He already passed he's Reggie. Some, yeah, he passed Reggie Miller the other day. I don't know what the Warriors' record is, but they're not that bad, and he's basically playing by himself. Yeah, I mean, he, he's amazing. I don't know what their record is either. They're 9-8, and eight, the eighth seed right now, so he's trying his they best. They should be a little bit better. I don't know. It, it's tough. It's a tough call. I, I really do like Steph, though, and he's he was the best player on those championship teams until Durant got there. Well, that mm-hmm. championship team, and then they were seventy three and nine, and he was the best player on that team, but they didn't win. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. They should have won that year. That would have done so much for the legacy. But it oh, just, I wish they did. It just boosted the bronze, <laughs> uh, and they'd be a lot better uh, if this guy was playing. The next guy, Clay Thompson, unfortunate Clay. injury, but that's your we guy. talked about this last time. I think Clay's like it's it's a tough call on Clay because he's never been on his own. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a winner. Yeah, which is great. I don't least. think if you put him by himself, if you if Curry was the one that was out and Thompson was the one that was not hurt, I don't think the team is successful. Interesting, but I don't think he's got that ability. I mean, he's not a shot creator. He's a catch and shoot guy, which is fine. Yeah, at least we haven't seen him have to be exactly. Yeah, never. He's never had to be that. So it's interesting. I don't know. So what are you going with? Underrated, appropriately over. Probably appropriately rated. Gotcha, gotcha. Leaning towards overrated, but probably appropriate. I got you. And then rounding out that Warriors team, we got Draymond Green. What are we thinking? Draymond, probably appropriately rated. Because people say he's ass. And, like, is he ass? <laughs> no. But, like, he has been when he has to not play his role. Yeah. And he has to try and do more than he's supposed it's to be like, doing. It's yet. like Marcus. It's like Marcus Smart. Yeah. I think Marcus is like, he's like the same dude, except Draymond was winning. No, oh, yeah. It makes sense. You value winning a lot. So I figured he'd be. I, I think winning there. is very important. I don't think players that put up numbers and lose should be rewarded for that. I just don't think it's part of being a good players, making your team teammates better. Okay, I hate LeBron, but he plays with shit guys sometimes, and they still do well. Mm-hmm. You can you can respect how good of a player he is, but you don't have to like him. Yeah, I think he's a prick, but I mean, there are teams that he's taken far in the playoffs or to the finals that have been skeleton crews compared yeah. to. I mean, you put. I'm now. I'm obviously not comparing the two, but we talked about Devin Booker, and he hasn't been had great teams, right? But people talk about him like he's this beast and if he was that good he would be making a difference okay an example that i'll use is the celtics of two years ago when Kyrie and hayward were out and tatum and brown really stepped up and played well in the playoffs Mm -hmm. everybody else around them got better yeah yeah That's, that's a testament to being a good player and when i see people compare brown or in levine i saw yesterday on twitter and and of course booker uh, I just think it's kind of ridiculous because Jalen Brown, if you put him on Phoenix, I think he would be the team would be playing better than they had been the last couple of years with Booker. I think he plays defense, and that's a huge part of it as well. No, yeah, it's huge. It's huge for sure. Um, I completely forgot which guy we brought up to get here, but we were talking about uh, Clay. Or no, Draymond. I'm yes, sorry. yes, and it, it was. Said you value winning, and then I explained it. Yes, yes, yes. I got you. I got you. Um, a, a weird stretch. I have five more guys I wanted to bring up. All right, cool. Three of them seen as legends, and but the first two I'm going to start with are just normal all stars in today's game. Chris Middleton is the first one. I know he kills the Celtics, but when well, when he plays the Celtics, he's a beast. Of course, I don't know. He's probably appropriately rated. I don't see a lot of people talk about him, so he might actually be underrated. Is he an all star? I don't. Is he an all-star? Yeah. I, it's a close race this year in the East. That's all I'm saying. 
Oh, this year. Uh, let's see. You've got Harden. What do they have? Let, let's see, Jack. Let's see what the technicality is. What position do they have Chris Middleton playing this That's year? A great question. I think he's a I I don't forward. like this, by the way. If you can't tell, I think the posi- guys that play shooting guard and small forward, like they should be able to get into either side of that category. Yeah. He is listed as – It's the same position at this point. Yeah, he's listed as a forward this year, and he has been for a okay, while. Okay, so forward. And I think Jalen Brown is also listed as a forward. So I think Jalen Brown's having a better year than him. Um, Kevin Durant, of course. Jason Tatum, of course. Jalen Brown's Butler. listed as a shooting guard, technically, this season. Okay, well, this is <laughs> because he's been playing forward all year. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, actually, he hasn't because they've been running the double big lineup. Mm-hmm. I just exposed myself. But <laughs> normally, he plays forward. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to, if you want to do the forwards, you've got KD. Yep. Middleton is all also a good, and I'll try and stay to small forwards, even though. They kind of make the front court as a whole for all-star voting. Yeah, it's technically all um, three. Small forward, so you've got KD, who I've said three times now, but you got KD. Um, Hayward, technically, I guess, if you want to count him. Hayward is having an excellent year, by the way, for all the doubters that when he was here, he just didn't <laughs> have a big enough role, which is fine. He, he probably shouldn't have because he's not as good as Tatum or Brown, but he is a good player, and he, people shouldn't have shit on him. And he... Missed the birth of his son to play in the playoffs at like 50% for this team. People were mad at him. Mm -hmm. But I digress. Uh, Jimmy Butler's got a big name. Don't know if he's having the season to be an all-star, though. Yep. Um, If you want to lump in front court, Demontis Sabonis. Okay, Sabonis. We could say Tatum. Yep. Of course, Tatum. And Bede's going to get in, clearly. Bede. Bam. Bam's going to get in. Bam. Yeah, I, I don't know. He'll probably he should get in. Giannis, Giannis, yeah, that's bad. Wait. His teammate. I mean, I, don't know. I think I think every team that's towards the top of the conference should be entitled to two guys, if they're if that's how their team operates. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think if Milwaukee's having a good season, it should be Giannis and Milton because they're a dynamic duo carrying that team. If the Celtics are having a good season, it should be Tatum and Brown. If they're having a really good season and he plays enough games. Kemba should be in the mix, but I don't think he will be. Uh, Brooklyn's probably going to get all three of those guys in because they're mega stars. And mm-hmm. uh, Bede's getting in for sure. I'm not sure about Simmons because he sucks. Harris yeah. might get in because he's having a good year. Sabonis will definitely get he in might, leading he, the Pacers. Yeah, he might. Harris might be the second guy for the Sixers, not Simmons. Yeah, that can make Just sense. Just because Harris played really well. Um, yep. Sabonis and Brogdon, the they're, they're a top team right now. Yeah. Are they? I mean, it's really yeah, close. They're ten and seven. It's really ten and seven. Celtics mm-hmm. are ten and six. Yeah, yeah. Trey Young's definitely going to get in. Trey um, Young, they love him. Colin Sexton How should Hawks get in. Doing uh, Hawks are eight and eight. They're they're mid, but he's Trey Young. He'll 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 be in. They they should be doing way better. Honestly, oh, I yeah. think that's a knock on Trey. They're not doing as well as they should be. That's a really good team, and they should be playing better. Bogdanovich did get hurt. Yeah, but yeah, uh, they should be playing better. They have a good team. Uh, yeah. They have John Collins. They've got Young, Herter, who are good back court. Mm-hmm. They've got um, DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter, who has been playing well. I don't know how good Reddish is, but I know he was a name that was on that team. He's playing okay. He's um, on Wu, I don't know if he started playing he yet. Just I know got he, was back. Hurt. he just got back. Just got back. They should be winning games. That's a good team. And mm-hmm. if they're not winning games, there's something wrong. Yeah, I agree. And then you got the Cavs. Colin Sexton's playing amazing this season. He's a beast. Is he though? Or did he have two good games against the Nets? No, he's averaging twenty eight. Yeah, he, he's he's playing a good season. But he's averaging... Celtics uh, shut down as I predicted they would on the pregame show. Nailed it. Yes, he sir. didn't do shit in, at the Garden on Sunday. <laughs> Who's next, Jack? Uh, oh yeah, it was Demontis Sabonis actually. Which who we Sabonis up. is probably underrated because he plays in a small market. Yeah, yeah, I got you. That, that's my answer. He's a good player. If he was playing, let's just say if he was on like the Lakers or something, people would think he's really good. Yeah, that's fair. And talk about it. it. It's like it's like a you're a casual and I'm not take to say oh Sabonis is good. You don't know about Sabonis because he plays in Indiana. Brogdon, by the way, should be rated. Yeah, I yeah. I might. The only problem with Brogdon is he's a little bit old. Like he's he's close to Kemba's age, but I would literally swap them straight up. Maybe really, I think good. Yeah, interesting. He plays good defense. He's not a defensive liability like Kemba can be at sometimes. Yeah. 
I'm not saying I want to trade Kemba because I, I, I'm really against that because I don't think it's a good look for the Celtics if they trade him after he signed there. Uh-huh. But let's move on. Yeah. Who's next? I mean, Brogdon's averaging 23, 4, and 7 right now. So that's fucking ridiculous. He's yeah, he's really good. <laughs> um, next up, we got a trio. I'll, I'll start off with your freebie, Rajon Rondo. Uh, <laughs> I know your answer, but is this all time or is this now? Uh, all time. I guess it's all time. Yeah, I think he's probably appropriately rated. Really? I think he might even be overrated because wow. he was really good at the beginning of his career. He got hurt, and then he really was never impact like a high, high impact player again. But at the same time, he definitely has a switch where he can turn on and off, and that's why I really wanted the Celtics to go get him this year because uh-huh. having a guy that will turn it on in big games is huge. Yeah. Sometimes that's what you need to get you over the hump. And in the playoffs last year, they for sure could have used somebody like Rondo to be a pest on defense, distribute the ball. Still think he'd be great to have to mentor Pritchard, to mentor, uh, you know, Carson, maybe Edwards, but he's not the same player. And even to help Kemba become a better distributor. Uh, oh, yeah. Really wish they went after him instead of Teague, but I don't think that was, um, you know, their decision either. I think he wanted to go play there. Which is fine. Yeah, it's a good situation for him in Atlanta. But I think Rondo's Rondo's a pimp, so I really wish he was playing here again because I think he could really have a good year (laughs) if he was playing here. Even though he's been hurt from what I've seen, I don't think he's been playing much at all, but I think he would be excellent if he was here, man. He's got so many guys to give the ball to. Mm -hmm. I was expecting an underrated there, so I'm a little surprised. but uh, I mean, realistically... I don't yeah. know. He's probably appropriately rated. I got you. I got you. All right. Two more. Dwight Howard, the first one. All time. All time. He's probably going to end up underrated because he, he, he's the same thing as Rondo. He just fell off. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even he's... think he got hurt. Rondo got hurt. He Howard just, just kind of yeah. went to LA and then he sucked. And then I don't think he ever mentally recovered from that. Yeah. He's better so now. He's better he again now. Really, really good when he was in Orlando. And he's just been mediocre ever since. Yeah, he's solid in Philly this year and was solid in LA last year. But yeah, he's solid, but he's not. Yeah, yeah. If we're talking about his whole career and all time, I mean, right now, Jack, he's just a role player. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. This is somebody that was an MVP candidate, Defensive Player of the Year winner, carried the Magic to the finals. By the way, hmm. that is a an epitome of a, you know, someone being good and being able to win. Is those teams weren't no. It was amazing. Just all Dwight Howard. It was all Dwight Howard. There were good players on those teams as well, but I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like he was playing with anybody that was also like a superstar. So yeah, he he was just a fucking monster. Like oh god, I, I wish I won't, I'll go back and watch Dwight Howard games. He was like it was a different game back then. Granted, because like you know, big men definitely aren't as dominant nowadays as they were then. But right, he was. Jesus, he was fun to watch. He was so athletic is what it was. He was like a better Blake Griffin. He was a much better yeah. version of Blake Griffin. Um, not right, the guy Jack, I was next? Last one I have for you, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is a tough one because he got hurt. I yep. think he's probably appropriate. He might even be overrated just because after he got hurt, he wasn't the same. But then again, like in, until he left Chicago, he was still decent. He yeah. was still like a really decent player. It's just he never he's never been – the finals. I think they made the conference finals one year. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's probably appropriately rated. People do love him, though, and it's fair. He, uh, he's been very unlucky, and he had potential to be one of the real all-time greats. Youngest MVP, though, so. Yeah, you have that. I mean, you could see Luke could do that in the next couple of years, but regardless, uh, the youngest How old was Derek Rose when he won MVP? 22. So, I think Luca has this year. Nah, he'll be 23 by the time the uh, race is over. Yeah. Luca has the chance this year, but I think that's the only real chance uh, the NBA has at the moment. But, yeah, that's all I had for you. Um, with that, I think this is a solid time to wrap it up. Is there anything you wanted to bring yeah. up before we do that? Or No. Uh, game tomorrow or whenever you're listening to this is Wednesday night. The game will be San Antonio. I think they're supposed to play. Then you've got the big sure. one against the Lakers. So they better win that one. And if they do win that one, be on the lookout for a recap. First one of the year. <laughs> Was supposed to be one on Christmas. They dropped the ball. Um, but yeah, it, it's hard for me to do them without fans because yeah. it, it doesn't really. Yeah. It's not the same. The fans are hype. For sure. For but sure. yeah, yeah. Jack can start the outro, lob it up to me, and I'll throw it down. Hell yeah. Uh, Celtics Spurs, 8 30 tomorrow. Another late game, which is annoying. Whatever. 
you guys can follow us at Bannertown USA. I'm Jack Simone NBA, and like Sam said, lob it up to him. Go ahead. Yeah, follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. Follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA. Jack and I are hopping on KJ Doyle's podcast later today uh, to talk Celtics, of course. What else would we be talking about? I don't know anything besides Celtics. Um, but yeah, follow at by KJ Doyle. Shout out to him. Wicked Smart Guys podcast. That's what we'll be on. Um, I'm going to get vaccinated. I'm out of here. Follow at Sam LaFrance NBA. Bye. <laughs>